Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and the value of a gap year. With us in our virtual studio tonight is uh, Ree Paxson, uh, who's the perfect person for this particular topic. Uh, before we get into tonight's show, real quickly, uh, our show tonight is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Uh, we're offering two free digital copies of Attention Magazine. And to get them, all you have to do is listen to uh, this show and uh, two other shows and write down the secret words that are given out in that show and email us at attention at attentiontalkradio.com and we'll take care of the rest. Um, again, our show is being brought to you by uh, children and adults children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, better known as CHAD. And we've got a little tip that they want to share with you uh, tonight. So we'll uh, do this and we'll uh, get into the new show. Start the new year by staying up to date on ADHD. Subscribe to Attention Magazine, CHAD's go-to source for practical information, clinical insights, and evidence-based strategies to help you manage ADHD. Give the gift that keeps on giving. Attention Magazine. Subscribe today at chad.org. That's C-H-A-D-D dot O-R-G. Again, thanks to Chad for their continued support uh, of Attention Talk Radio. And for those of you that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. Uh, we, we really encourage everybody who listens to Attention Talk Radio to become a member. They're the ones that are on Capitol Hill. Those are the ones that are different regulatory agencies advocating for uh, our community. Uh, so we speak with one voice. Uh, trying to influence lawmakers and also the regulatory agencies that are uh, writing out actually regulations for accommodations and different types of things. Uh, it sounds kind of crazy, but literally the definition of a disability, the definition of ADHD can have a material impact in terms of services that those provide and uh, Chad is the one in the trenches. Uh, by being a member, uh, you also get all kinds of other member benefits. You get the magazine for free. Uh, you get discounted conferences, ask expert behind-the-scenes forums, etc. cetera. Uh, to learn more and to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. So it is uh, January of the year 2019. It's that time of the year where uh, seniors are uh, kind of making their bend to the last semester, and juniors are actually uh, – juniors in high school, that is, are, are deep in thought with regard to college, uh, SATs, PSATs, transcripts, uh, getting ready for that uh, process of uh, making college application. And uh, over the years, I've definitely learned from the experts, those with ADHD or executive functioning, uh, often is uh, 20%, maybe 25% behind that of the norm. So if you're dealing with somebody who's 18, the decision-making capacity might be around 16. And sometimes they're just not ready for college, and that transition can happen uh, maybe a little differently. And so there's that notion of a gap year, that year that you take off uh, a gap between high school and um, college. And so this uh, tonight's uh, we're repurposing a show for long ago that was uh, very, very well articulated by Marie Paxson, 
who is, uh, she's not a mental health expert. She's not a coach. Uh, she's just a mom in the trenches that can share the way it really, really is. It's a very insightful interview. Uh, we're going to roll the tape. We hope you enjoy it. Marie Paxson is a, is a mother of two grown children with ADHD. She spent years as an advocate for people living with the disorder. Um, she has been instrumental in Chad's work uh, to influence federal policy, even testifying at the U.S. Department of Education hearing um, on special education law. Her knowledge on, of ADHD stems from both her professional and personal experiences. Um, fluent in findings of science research, uh, Marie also understands the practical day-to-day issues facing people affected by ADHD. And with that, Marie, welcome to the show. Hi, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, very excited to have you on in, in our chat room. It looks like we got a couple uh, maybe Chad chapters out there that are kind of tuning in on it. So we're excited about having you on and also uh, those that are out there listening to us. Uh, I guess to begin things, um, Marie, I want to talk about what a gap year is. Now, there's a gap year is becoming kind of a, a formal type thing, but also I think a lot of parents out there that might be listening to this might have experienced a gap year without officially thinking it was a gap year. So first, can we can you talk about what a gap year is, and then we'll kind of talk about your experience? Sure. A uh, gap year is when your child doesn't go directly from high school to college, and it, it's planned out or structured. It's not just that my child is not moving on to formal education. Um, and there's a lot of, like you said, formal programs where, you know, they're fee for service um, or some people kind of put them together on their own, maybe through their church or through a community organization. It's when your child does something other than go to college directly from high school. It's very, very popular and it's the norm in England. Um, you know, I always say, if it's good enough for Prince William, it was good enough for my son. <laughs> uh, I wasn't aware that actually it's, it, it, in my hearing, it's, it's commonplace in England. Yes, it's it's very typical. They they don't go directly from their last year, their senior year to college. They do take a year. And it's not just, you know, sometimes parents worry, you know, if I don't do something with this kid, he's going to lay on the couch playing video games. Um, or she's just going to hang out with her friends all night long and sleep till noon. And so that's why you have to – this is very different than just my kid is not moving on to, to college. This is this is something that you know, has been planned out in advance. And, and uh, Marie is a tireless volunteer, and I know, Marie, I've, I've gotten – I mean, I've known you for years and seen you at CHAD conferences, and I know we both have uh, listened to Dr. Barkley talk about uh, ADD and in particular his uh, – EFDD construct and the notion that those with uh, ADHD, their prefrontal cortex, they're they're a couple years behind developmentally in this, and it seems to me that a gap year actually would, in theory, make a lot of sense um, for those with ADHD that might not really be ready for college. Of course, the worry is what are they going to do with themselves in that period of time, but just from what I understand the science, it sounds like it really it can be very beneficial if you can figure out how to keep that uh, teen engaged. Um, your thoughts on that? Yes. Yes, I, I would agree with that. You know, Dr. Barkley feels there could be up to a 30% developmental delay. So your 18-year-old really is not emotionally 18. So you have to take that into consideration whether they're going to college or not. Um, so taking that year to kind of build up their skill set to kind of, you know, have, have a year of maturity. And some uh, 
students who have not had a great high school experience, sometimes they just need some time to heal. They're not ready to kind of jump right back on the horse. And some of them have the um, misconception that college is going to be exactly like high school. And if they didn't like the last four years, why would they sign up for four more? There's, there's two points that I want to draw out in that. One is you said the word heal. They need time to heal. Can you speak to that a little bit more? Sure. I think a lot of our students, especially if they went to a school that's really geared towards traditional students, um, they, they, you know, they know when they're not uh, functioning at the same level as their peers. Uh, you know, and, and then there's a lot of, as the parents especially, I found when my children were in high school, it's kind of a lot of bragging and there's a lot of stature based on where you are academically. And if you have academic struggles, a lot of times you're not even part of that conversation. So even when people aren't, you know, overtly being bullying or mean, there's just that feeling that you've had this, this feeling for so many years where you didn't quite fit in. Um, or if, if when lessons are being taught to you, you're not grasping it, and you're not grasping it at the same speed. So sometimes it takes a while to kind of process that, um, you know, and, and before you can move forward and start accepting new information and accepting that your life will be different. You're not always going to be this person in this circumstance for the rest of your life. And Marie, I, I really think that, that healing from the struggles of high school, it, 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 you said that, the word healing, and we could just kind of move on and kind of move through it, but, I, you know, I, that, that resonates with me that that can, for many people, be a big deal and something that's really needed. I mean, heal, healing from the struggles that you had in high school to kind of, like, take a, take a pause, take a deep breath and kind of recover, I think that's really, really powerful and maybe something that's, that's many times overlooked. Um, I know... Tonight, specifically, um, about 30 minutes for the show, my, my son, who's a senior in high school, came in and announced where he's going to go to college. And it was interesting because in preparing for the show, I was like, you know, I never really thought, I mean, it's always assumed he gets out of high school, that's supposed to prepare him for college, and off we should go. And I would think that there's lots of parents out there who, parents of those with ADHD would, would, would think the same thing, and maybe they are, maybe they're not, but I, I just, to me, the, this healing thing is, I think, something worth noting is that that a gap year might be good just for that. The, mm -hmm. the other thing... I'm the, the, oh, sorry. The, the one thing that I've thought of is, you know, there's no real time limit on healing. I mean, you know, look at any time us adults mm -hmm. have had a loss or a setback in our life. We can't say, okay, in one year, you know, I will be over this and I will be ready to move on. But the truth of the matter is with gap years, if you don't watch yourself, you, you want them to heal and you don't want them to say, hurry, you don't want to say hurry up and heal. But on yep, the other yep. hand, if you let it go too long, you know, unstructured, then you can run into some difficulty. Absolutely. Um, one other thing you said is, is college is not the same as uh, high school. And we have a, a videotaped uh, interview on Tension Talk Video with uh, Dr. Patricia Quinn that hasn't been aired yet. Um, she and I were presenting at the the – 2014 transition conference in Boca and we shot this and it was kind of funny because she drew out three points as you know there's three things Marie that uh, are absent from college uh, that you have in high school and, and you know one of them they, one of them is um, uh, parents there's no parents in college which okay great um, there's no homework either I mean, there's things that you can, it's really kind of optional. There's no homework, and it's, it's like one of those things that it's, it's, a, it's a big difference. The other thing that she said that was profound is there's no teachers. 
And it kind of struck me because I'm like, what do you mean no teachers? And she said, yeah, there's there's a bunch of people that are interested in the topic, and they and, and you're ju- they just gather information. They don't necessarily teach it. And th- that struck me as just interesting because college is very different from high school. Again, no home. I mean, no parents, no homework, and no teachers. At first, you don't realize the impact of that, but I think all of those are very, very profound, particularly for somebody with ADHD who might not necessarily be ready. Um, I agree. I agree. Uh, I want to go to a commercial break, um, and when we come back, I want to talk about your experience because uh, as a parent with one of your kids, you had a gap year, but it wasn't necessarily organized and thought through as a gap year beforehand. Is that accurate? or <laughs> That's was, was, That's, We thought we had a plan, and it was a good plan on paper, and it worked in the beginning, but then, you know, I'm kind of a, a glamour don't. You know? <laughs> well, and I want to come back and do that because I think there's a lot of people who have actually taken gap years and didn't didn't necessarily plan on it. So I want to talk about your experience in that. But before we go to a break, you know, one of the things that I, I think that's kind of key is, Marie, you, you give so much to the ADHD community, and you're very much involved with Chad. Um, can you just speak to a second about why you're called to volunteer and give so much to the um, the community and chat itself? Um, when my children were in school and when they were younger, I really couldn't find many people who understood what my family was going through. And when I went to my first Chad meeting, just to not have to explain and not have to start at the beginning or not have to defend uh, some of the actions and behaviors of my children who were different, uh, that really spoke to me, and I thought, you know, we really had this kind of complicated journey, and it was made so much easier between the information we got from Chad, because it came from a lot of experts, and the support that came from other people in the trenches, and knowing that they were advocating so that some of our laws and some of our regulations and some of the way society thinks, uh, they were doing that advocacy piece that I just didn't have time for, but I really believed in. So it kind of hit the trifecta for me. Of uh, you know of what I wanted uh, people with ADHD to have access to, and I, I want to kind of underscore. Well, I, I would like to personally thank you for everything that you do, uh, but also uh, by coming together with Chad because it's so important individually. Uh, those in the community don't have a voice, but collectively, in working with Chad, they do speak with one voice. And you know, I think earlier in your bio, we were talking about testifying at the U.S. Department of Education hearing on special education. When we can kind of come together and we can have some representatives get up there and articulate that and advocate on behalf of those with ADHD, to me, that's something that we all need to jump on board and support because it's it does it doesn't do anything to hurt our cause. It does everything to help it. So uh, just uh, just. On behalf of me and the rest of the community, thank you for everything you do, Marie. Oh, thank you. All right, so we're going to go to break, and we'll come back, and we'll kind of get into your experience. So with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Our secret word tonight is gap. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk Radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. 
ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Hey, you parent or your kid who struggles with performance, motivation, or behavior? I'm Cindy Goldrich, parent coach and teacher trainer. Join me to learn how to reduce the chaos and stress and tackle issues such as motivation, setting boundaries, and increasing compliance. I've been helping parents for over 10 years through my nationally recognized parent workshop series, Calm and Connected. Join me for a live webinar, and it's now also available on demand. Go to ptscoaching.com to register today. That's ptscoaching.com. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to uh, Attention Talk Radio. We're here with Marie Paxson in our virtual studio, and we're talking about gap years. And, Marie, the, it's interesting to me because, you know, you have this gap year, which is kind of great. I didn't realize it was it was more mainstream in Europe, and, and they're starting to do some of it over here. But there's always that notion of what a gap year is and, and how it's supposed to work and then how it actually works. And... Just getting ready for this show is I think that, that your experience with a gap year was probably a little bit more indicative of what many people's experiences is, and that is you didn't necessarily plan for a gap year. It happened. Can you talk to us about that a little bit? Sure. Um, my, you know, my son has learning differences, and the high school was really a struggle. I mean, he did well, but he put a lot of work and a lot of sustained energy into it, and he wasn't really sure what he wanted to do beyond high school. Um, and he didn't have this, you know, love of school that some kids have. So he was pretty sure that college wasn't for him. So he had taken a work-study program in his senior year, and I'll be honest with you, his motivation was to be in the school building the least amount of time possible. Uh, he really was, you know, <laughs> that was really his goal. So he got a job at a local dry cleaner, and it was a family-owned business. They're wonderful people. And uh, he really enjoyed it. He enjoyed working with the public. He enjoyed the variety of duties. And what I think is important for our young people, especially the ones who struggle in school, is that it's kind of a multi-generational, most workplaces are multi-generational. You're not only working with the same kids you went to kindergarten with who have the same preconceived notion of some thing you did in seventh grade that didn't, you know, set well with them. So you kind of get to reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. And you also have, um, you know, kind of, you, I've heard the expression work parents. Um, you know, it's someone, they're saying the exact same thing as your mom and dad. It's just not your mom and dad saying it. So so there's kind of some nurturing from older generation people. So, so he really thrived in this environment. 
And he thought, you know, since I don't really know what I want to do and, uh, you know, the last few years have been a struggle, I really think I should take some time. And, I, you know, I'd really like to work with this company full time and I could get a management position, management trainee position and they could cross train me and some other duties. And, and I think, you know, this is what I would really want to do. So we were totally on board with this. And I have to admit, as a parent, I was tired too. I had two kids with learning differences. They were two years apart. So I had really had, you know, six years of high school, kids in high school, and they were not <laughs> traditional high school years. I mean, you know, I, the mm-hmm. principal was on the phone a lot with one child, and the report cards, you know, were not something you would frame. So I thought, you know what, I don't have to think about this for a year, and I'm kind of okay with that. So so we had, you know, it, everything seemed to lead that this was just going to be a fabulous plan. Um, just a few things that kind of struck me. I loved how you languaged that multi-generation, multi-generation, multi-generational. You mm-hmm. get to reinvent yourself with that. I know this. I'm very involved in scouts. Listeners have heard this before. I've actually walked up to um, parents before that were struggling with their kids and said, you know, if you can back off, um, you know, I can talk to your kid because they'll listen to me just because I'm not you. <laughs> um, I'm saying the exact same thing that they are, but it's just because just they're not there. And I've learned that from my own my own teen is, you know, sometimes I like you know, whispering, saying, well, can you go tell them this because they'll listen to you, not me. Um, and I think that's really cool, that, that, that notion of multi-generation, because there's, there's a real potential here for some learning. So I just wanted to accent that because I thought that was cool. Um, oh, and I, just you. for clarity, he had been working at the dry cleaner in high school, and so now we're talking yeah. about, post high school, and he says, I want to um, uh, kind of expand upon this and see where I'm going, where, okay, this is great, we'll, we'll, we'll move forward. So this is, we're moving forward on this, but this wasn't planned to be a gap year at this point, right? Well, he said he wanted per to se. do it for one year, and I had looked into gap year programs, and a okay. lot of places say, you know, internships, working, you know, working for one year, that that is kind of acceptable as a gap year because it was structured. It yep. wasn't just, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I, I'm not doing college. So so he had a plan, and you know, we already liked his employer, and he had, you know, he was really kind of an easy teenager. Um, you know, we, I felt bad with all the academic struggles, but his attitude and his compliance with family rules, he was just a great kid to raise. So I wasn't worried. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I thought, well, I think this could be a win-win, and for one year, um, you know, I, I think we, I think we got, I think we're on to something here. And how did it go? Uh, the first year, fabulous. Really couldn't complain. Uh, you know, his boss liked him. He liked his boss. He was learning a lot. He seemed happier, you know, that he was, wasn't under the pressures of high school. I was so happy not to have to talk about homework and, you know, reports and staying on top of his schedule. So so our household was more relaxed in that regard. Now, we did have some other things going on in our family that were, you know, a big distraction from what my son was doing, you know. So mm-hmm. everything seemed just fine. And so I would say for the first year, everything was. But but um, you, just said so, you just said something. <laughs> I, the first year? Yes. <laughs> a gap year is one year. <laughs> You said first year, which would imply that there's more coming. Yes. Well, what, here's what happens if you don't, you know, in retrospect, and this is how I learned best, um, in retrospect, I would have had a contract with my son that, you know, we would have something 
to do, like after a certain period of time, we would be formally revisiting this. But he seemed to be doing so well in his job, and there was room for advancement, and college isn't for everyone. I mean, you know, I know that there's more reasons to go now, and even receptionists sometimes need a bachelor's degree now, so I know it's much more competitive. But there are people who don't go to college and get along just fine, so maybe he was going to be one of them. Um, so, so the first year, perfect gap year, exactly the experience you would want, and even and, into and, the second year. <laughs> and, and, and I tell you what, I tell you what, I need to go to another commercial break. But let's sure. that everybody. We said gap year; it's years. He did go to college, right, Marie? Yes, he did. So, so this 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 is a gap. So I'm going to kind of keep you guys in suspense for a second while we run to a commercial break. Um, Tonight's secret word is gap. Uh, And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a very insightful conversation with Marie, and um, it sounds like the gap year had an extension to it. (laughs) Tell us about the second year. Okay, so the second year, you know, was kind of, it started out more of the same, very happy in his job, you know, really still a nice kid, you know, living at home, and, and, you know, we're all getting along just fine. Um, But then, you know, uh, I think he got a little older, and, just some of his social life changed, um, you know, started staying out a little later, and I noticed some different kids coming through the house, that sort of thing. Um, and then there were a couple traffic stops by the police, and uh, he ended up on probation. So uh, that was where, you know, things started to fall apart a little bit. And um, this is certainly not something to strive for, <laughs> But I can tell you, in many ways, this was this was going to have a big advantage that things turned out this way, because uh, you know he just like he did at home, he complied with all the requirements of probation, and you know that that went as well as that sort of thing can go. And at the end, uh, they said to him, you know, we have some scholarship money for community college, and we think you're a candidate. I we think you can do this. 
Uh, so they said, will you take one class at a community college? Well, you know, even though it wasn't being required of him, if the probation department's asking you to do something, you should pretty much go along with that. So he did, and he took this one class, and he really figured out that, oh, my gosh, I can do this. This isn't like high school. Um, you know, he, he, the instructors, because someone was paying for it, the instructors he thought were better. Uh, it was more geared toward, by then he was an adult learner, so the whole style was so different. It was more collaborative. It was more better use of technology. So, so he really thrived in that environment. And uh, he, he went on to continue as a, a student at community college for two years and got his associate's degree. And part of me really believes that if things had not taken this trajectory, as painful as it was at the time, that we might still be talking about gap years. Hmm. So that I just want. So the first year was all okay, but the second year um, it turned for worse. If he had a couple traffic things and he was on probation, that 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 had to have been the ugly part of all this stuff. Because at that point in time, you're going, "What's going on? How's this going to kind of come together?" And I, I, I got to believe that was probably a little scary at some point, at least for you. It was. It was. It's scary for all of us because anytime you know you're in the legal system, you really have no control. You can't you know start calling people and saying I need to explain my son's behavior. You really can't advocate for them other than hiring an attorney. Um, so and you have no control over the process, and it's a demanding process. Um, so yes, it was unlike anything we had ever experienced. And I have to, I have to, I have to deviate here a second. We did an interview a couple, uh, eighteen months ago, or something with uh, Phil Anderton and Steve Brown. These are two gentlemen from the UK that uh, have been involved uh, with uh, the police in different facets, and they're actually they go around at least in the United States. I know that they've done that here in Gainesville, Florida, where they begin to go into um, uh, address police forces and talk to them about the impact of ADHD on the streets and how to deal with it. Um, I just have to do that stuff because we need more and more of the, of people like that that are giving their time. And they do that voluntarily, by the way, to go out there and educate the police force so that they're aware of these types of things because you're right. When you get into that system, nobody's really listening to you, um, Marie. But um, forgive me, but I just had to plug those. Those are two ADHD angels out there that are really trying to do some of the right things. Um, so so that. One of the purposes of this show, Marie, was actually to define a gap year and kind of help create some awareness out there that sometimes your teen is not necessarily really ready. Maybe some healing needs to take place, or maybe cognitively they're really just not there. And to introduce the fact that there are more and more becoming formal programs of gap years that are structured, and those are actually available. But actually to compare and contrast that with your particular experience, and what I like about it is there was, there was the good, the bad and certainly probation was ugly, but the silver lining of this was this um, this opportunity where he took a class and and what I what I'm taking from it and, and, and help me if I'm misinterpreted is that that he he took it because he really kind of had to in, in a certain way, but actually had a great experience and ignited him to actually go through and finish that part of the program. That's exactly right. Yeah, I really think if that had not happened. Um, he, he might not have continued his education. And he talks about continuing on. You know, it, it really did kind of spark something in him that education is, you know, in, at the college level is nothing like high school. So I think it was a combination of the maturity and, uh, and I, you know, there's this, this uh, on track, on time. You know, most, most high school kids are on track, on time, and children with ADHD are not. 
um, between the developmental delay. And then there's something to be said, you know, we always talk about peer pressure as being bad, uh, and it can be, but there's also momentum from your peer group. And when you lose that, you know, if your gap year goes on just a tad too long, you lose that momentum of, you know, I'm in school and here's what I'm doing. You're not hearing that as much. So you kind of lose track of that aspect of life. So I, I, that's what I think. When he wasn't with a peer group that was moving forward as much, he lost momentum. That's very insightful. I, to a certain extent, you know, kids are in school, people are moving forward, they might deviate a little bit, but there's like it's like bumper guards <laughs> bowling. Kind of keeps mm-hmm. you in the lane a little bit. Um so you don't get kind of deviate off where you kind of fall in the gutter uh metaphorically and have a little bit of difficulty and and I I I I can see how uh there's a little bit of risk if you kind of jump off that you might lose a little bit of momentum which I think is an important consideration for uh people that are listening to the show that might actually be hmm what is a gap year? How would be advantageous? Certainly the maturity, um, maybe the healing would be kind of good side, but I think a lot of the parents might be concerned about the momentum side. So with all that being said, you know, Marie, you've studied this. You know it. You've had personal experiences. Um, you, you kind of designed it a little bit, but it went a little maybe awry. What advice would you have for our listeners who might be considering um, a gap year? Just um what would you tell them, what, like lessons learned in this process and, and things that they should think about? Um, I would first you know, do a lot of research and look at the formal gap year programs, even if it's you know, financially maybe out of, your, out of your reach, but at least look at them so that you get an idea of what a gap year is. Um, some parents, I, I actually met a parent today who she's having her child apply to college anyway to go through the application process because there is a chance that three months into a gap year they go, ooh, I wish I had gone to school. So, uh, you know, you want to maybe let that be an option, even if they don't start in September when their peers do. Uh, I, I wish I had done a contract uh, with my son, you know, that this had a finite period of time that we would be supportive of this. And Steve Peer, who is a past president of Chad, he has this brilliant idea where you take some boilerplate, you know, young adult living at home contract and start crossing things off till the only thing that's left on the contract are the three things that you care about. Because if you hand your child a four or six or eight page contract, it's going to fizzle out. You're, you're not going to have a lot of success with this. Plus, you look like a hero by saying, oh, you know how to do this. Oh, we, you can handle this. You know, we don't need to have this in a contract. This goes without saying with you. Um, so that, you know, I thought that was a, straight, a stroke of brilliance mm-hmm. uh, to make contracts simpler and also make letting your child know that I have such faith in you, I know we don't need to have a contract with every little detail. Um, uh, one of the other things um, I've learned from other parents who've done gap years and a psychologist I knew once, once told me this, sometimes their frustration with not being where their peers are causes them to exhibit anger or frustration behaviors. I'm not talking about, you know, verbal abuse or property damage, but um, she used to tell me that anger is the rocket fuel that will propel them out of your house. So you kind of have to be prepared for a little bit of grumpiness or a little bit of frustration 
um, during a gap year because if, if, they're, if they really wish they were doing what their peers are, but they know that they need to do this part, this gap year for themselves. Wow. That's... Anger is a rocket. Yeah, anger is the rocket fuel that's going to propel them out of your house. Wow. That's one of the things I like about what I do. I get to interview people, and I get all these insightful things. I mean, I'm going to be thinking about this a little bit, people, a little bit later. Um, so, so you know, Marie, the one thing that I've learned in listening to you, and I, and I think that there's a lot of parents out there, everybody loves to say, "Here's, give me the methodology, tell me what's going to work. And I think that that there's the yin and the yang here, and it really depends on your team, but on one side of it is you've got maybe some healing that needs to take place before they're ready to kind of move on, maybe some maturity that needs to kind of take place, and maybe a gap year is really, really a a good idea for certain people. On the other side, I think that a lot of parents are really concerned about the momentum thing and making sure that there's structure, and what I'm hearing from you is there are formal gap programs out there to go research. Um, What I thought earlier is that a gap program might be just really putting it together, but when you said do the research, it might be out of reach financially. It, that that take a different twist. Can you just explain that to me for a second? Do you pay for them well, to go through a gap year? Uh, yes, that's that's when you know when sometimes if a gap year is such a foreign concept to you. You're like, oh my gosh, who does a gap year? Well, it, it's so popular now that there are companies that will organize them for you, and that's what I. That, to me, is encouraging to show that, look, a lot of kids just aren't ready, and and let's find a way to help them. So I've researched gap year programs to see what they consist of, who's monitoring them, you know, how often they're checking in. I had no desire to check in with my son, and he had no desire to check in with me. We had had so many years of that. But, you know, if if there's someone who could have checked in, maybe a consultant or something, um, I think educational consultants often do gap year programs. Mm-hmm. So there, so there's a lot of different ways of doing this, and I think that's encouraging. It's 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 very 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 encouraging because I think that uh, if uh, if a teen is not ready, maybe they're they're capable, but they're just not ready. If you plug them into that university setting too quickly, and we've we've done a lot of interviews, uh, particularly with Rob Tedisco, who was with the Edge Foundation, who who is a supporter of us, is that you know you 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 send your kid off to college and it's enormous investment, and you know it's great if they finish, but if they don't. Mm-hmm. You know, they get two years into it and they don't. You say, well, you know, we paid all that money and where did it go? Because at the end of the day, people said, did you get the degree or did you not? So it's like a four-year cliff metaphorically is, you know, you don't get credit for it unless you finish the whole thing. And that 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 idea is the, the goal is just not to get into college, if you will. The goal is to finish. And if your teen is not necessarily ready, um, maybe need some healing. A gap year might be a, a great solution for that. And I'm encouraged, Marie, from what I've learned from you is that there are businesses out there that are putting these things together and they're formal to kind of keep them engaged. And I love the multi-generational thing because that, to me, that just kind of it's it's parenting, but it's not you because it's real world type stuff. So it's uh, it's been a very very insightful show. Um, as we wrap this up, is any any final thoughts or anything that you that you'd like to share that we haven't covered? Uh, the only thing I would say to parents whose children are still in high school, there's a lot of bragging that goes on in senior year of other parents, mostly parents of typical children. You know, my kid's going here, and they'll talk about their child's safety school, and meanwhile your child probably isn't going to college right away. 
um, to just kind of give yourself permission to walk away from that unless you absolutely socially, you know, have to be with this person who's going on and on. Um, I, I found that really hard to stomach sometimes. And then what I learned from both of my children is not every even neurotypical child who goes to college uh, finishes or finishes at that school. So some of, you know, this kind of bragging that you hear about their child's accomplishments um, isn't ultimately how it turns out anyway. It still turns out well, but everybody makes a plan, but it's not always the way it works out. Very, very exceptionally well articulated, everybody. I give you Maria Paxson. She's lived it. She knows it. She's a great resource. And with that, Maria, I thank you so much for everything you do in the community. We have to do a little... And thank you so much for coming on the show. I, this has been very enlightening to me. I got my own little education here. And uh, Marie, uh, uh, everybody, Marie is a, a big supporter of Chad. Uh, she works a lot. She does a lot of volunteer time with her. So, Marie, thank you for everything you do, and thanks for coming on the show. Oh, you're quite welcome. Everybody, we hope that you enjoyed it. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.